four score and New this morning, we're getting our first look inside. Welcome to First Hand, the podcast where we hear first-hand accounts of the most important moments in history from the people who lived them. I am Devin Field. And I'm Greg Gallant. And together we're hosting this bad boy. Back for another one. We're back. Back by Gre- some demand. Greg, you know sometimes what? I find myself uh, not, like choosing to, tr- stopping myself from swearing uh, in this podcast. Like I was about to say, we're hosting this motherfucker mm. but i didn't and then i was like who, who cares yeah it would be such a huge coup for either of us to ever have a job where it mattered if we swore this is really true if <laughs> like, a network ever cared what we said wow you know that would be great but until if anyone then, was ever worried about the influence we had over yeah. the youth of tomorrow mm. you know like, I don't think we could get in trouble for this podcast if we tried. Well, let's try. Let's uh, try. We'll try. <laughs> I don't know. We'll try. We'll try today and maybe going forward to get well, um, shadow banned. Maybe now we could get in trouble, though, because as the listeners know from last week, we have some big sponsors now. And we We've are got some big sponsors and we don't want to piss off Daddy Warbucks, if you know, no. I mean. and emphasis on bucks and emphasis on war, because, of <laughs> course, our sponsors are some of our finest defense contractors. Really. Raytheon, Halliburton, um, Halliburton, um, Blackwater recently came yeah. on board. Oh, that's right. You know, big, which, big news. And, you know, I was like texting people I knew back home about that. You know, I was like, hey, Blackwater sponsoring it. They were like, uh, that's disgusting. They were saying stuff like, that's disgusting. Don't you know? It's not what they literal Blackwater. Yeah, black exactly. that's what I kept saying. <laughs> You're picturing moldy saying. water, you yeah. idiots. I get it. If you think brackish, stagnant pond water mm-hmm. is a sponsor, then yeah, that would be gross. But no, um, it's a. But no, it's just a group company. of. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know college dropouts who own guns or something. I don't know exactly who they are. But who knows? You um, don't look a sponsor in the mouth, and <laughs> and, and you so, don't Google them either. No, I mean it worked, Evan. We sold out this season, and it worked. Now we're flush with cash, and I feel good. It's you. I mean, I think everyone who's been a, a struggling comedian knows the feeling of you know mm-hmm. not not knowing where that next check is going to come from, you know, and in my case being like, when am I um, going to ask my parents <laughs> for help? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that that's such a struggle. Uh, and so it's nice to be free of that. I've never known that struggle. I guess maybe I just hustle too much, but maybe I'm built different. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Oh, uh, that's true. Well, you, you're of the hustle mentality. You yeah, know? I'm of the hustle mentality. Um, we, we do have my, we still haven't been able to hire like an audio person or an editor or right. someone to plan this cruise, but we do have a masseuse on staff now. Mm-hmm. That's right. We have a guy uh, making craft lemonades. And that's really good because it's craft sugar mixed with craft lemon juice in a carafe. That's the confusing mm-hmm. part. But mixed with craft uh, singles. <laughs> singles. That's the and you're like, wow, this tastes like different than any lemonade I've ever had. And it's so like oh, different. It's artisanal, you know. This is craft. Hey, if God hands you cheese, you make lemonade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
you say that a lot. You t- and you'll you you'll tweet that and then you'll hashtag it no days off. And I don't know what that means, but uh, I wouldn't expect you to know what it means, Dev. You kind of got to be built different. You kind of got to be hustle mentality. Gotta be like hustle. Me. Yeah. Well, all right. Speaking of our hustle, yes, the cruise is coming up. Uh, the just around the corner. I First mean, cruise, two um, weeks, two weeks from today, two weeks. But well, but we don't now. But I also want to say, you know, to those of you who bought tickets again, we will text you the time and location of the marina, yeah. you know, because we yeah. can't publish that wide. So it's in um, about two weeks. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll you'll, you'll get a message. Yeah. You'll get a message at about three or four in the morning saying get to the marina now. And yeah. you'll have to come um, just because we're not totally allowed to like dock at specific places. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We've, we've got to be out and on international waters by the time the sun rises. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Raytheon was very clear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they want us to get to international waters as quickly as possible. Um, not sure yeah. why. But sure why. We I'm happy doing- to get going. I, you know, I like someone who's get up and go. You know? Oh yeah, I'm such a dad on vacation on road trips. <clears throat> you know, I'm packing sandwiches. <sighs> I don't want to stop. I will. You know how a father, a good father, just pisses his pants while he's driving. Yeah, he's yeah, 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 yeah. On Absolutely. The way on a road trip. Uh, yeah, and I'm 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 not like that. I'm kind of like the baby on a road trip in that mm-hmm. I'm pissing my pants and. Uh, that's it, I guess. I just I'm in that I'm pissing my pants. Yeah. Isn't it funny how your life comes full circle like that? It is you start funny, off you know? pissing your pants and you end up pissing your pants. Wow. A little well, free wisdom on this Raytheon yeah. pod. Well, we should uh should we get into the, the subject of this week's episode? Let's talk about it. I mean, you know, we're as you know, we're talking about celebrity gaffes, which we did it to sell out. And now I'm like, we already got the fucking checks. But I tell you what, I don't want to go back to boring old history. I want to talk about this, about a famous gaffe, you know, it honestly, the more I think about it, like celebrities and pop culture like is history man it is man it is i mean like you know no one remembers like who the fuck um aaron burr was you know but they remember who leslie aaron carter was was. i see i see both of those both i mean both honestly like titans that worked out perfect because we do have an announcement. Guests on the cruise, Aaron yeah, Carter go and through. Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> yeah, and it's they were both um I the uh Blackwater some Blackwater operatives got in touch and said that they were renditioning both of them. I don't know what mm-hmm. that means, but they Me somehow neither. somehow they got the two of them. They're on the boat now, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to, I might not be allowed to say that, but they're on the ship now. I assume just doing vocal warm-ups. You do you, you got to come to this cruise, people. We've got, got a live first-hand season finale is going to be recorded, and you're going to get to see Aaron Carter perform under duress mm-hmm. and Leslie Odom Jr. perform with a under gun. Under duress. Yeah, gun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Under duress. I mean, uh, yeah, and that's, that's going to be the theme, I guess. According to Halliburton, the theme of our entertainment lineup will be under duress yeah um and uh 
We have uh, Sebastian the Crab costume. I don't know who we're going to get to wear it. My guess is Leslie Odom will not be receptive to that, and Aaron Carter might, and neither of them are great a great result. You know what I mean? So it might just have to be you or me. Yeah, it's, let's be honest. It's going to be one of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll flip for it. All right. And so okay. <laughs> this right. week, we are covering a celebrity gaffe that is history in its own right, the Steve Bartman incident. That's right. This is of a big course. one. This is a big one, you know, and this is, you know, dangerously close to real history. Dangerously close to something we would have done in another season, but. But nope. It's fine. It's a sports gaffe. It's a sports gaffe. We haven't done a sports gaffe yet. Sometimes known as an error, you know. Yeah. A blooper. A blooper. blooper. God, bloopers are fun. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh, it is so. Mm. I mean, Americans, Americans' funniest home videos. <laughs> That's a good one. Probably, it's from I the put, studio that made Transmorphers. Mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's like it's not the show you're thinking of, but it's still really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did Americans Got Talent. <laughs> They did. America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. America's Idol. They did them all. Huh. All right. So as you guys know, I've been doing the little historical recaps to take that off Devin's plate this year. Thank uh, God. And Devin's been saying that I haven't been getting into enough detail or that I've kind of been phoning it in or doing a half-assed job. So a little bit. I took that note. I took it to heart. Good. I got on some hustle mentality shit. Okay. Uh, I was being built different. And <coughs> let me know what you think about this, Dev. Okay, let's hear it. It was eighth inning of game six of the National League Championship Series in 2003. The Chicago Cubs leading the Florida Marlins three games to two. One out, a runner on second, and Luis Castillo at the plate. Mark okay, Pryor delivered the pitch. Micro and level. Castillo pep. All right, all right, sorry. Let me back up a little bit. Let me back up a little bit. I don't want... That's the not what I wanted. The curse of the Billy Goat. In 1945, no, this Chicago is, this and William This has nothing Sienna to do with what we're talking about. Billy this Goat has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. All right. Let's move back to Bartman. It's wild to just start talking about the curse of Billy Goat. We don't know about the Cubs. So the Cubs were a charter member no. of the National no. League when it began in 1876. No. Is this Later, what I sounded Chicago like Colts? all these seasons? You know what I mean? Like that's what <laughs> yeah. that's what's hurting me. Yeah. I think so. I think okay. I'm doing a good Devon style job. So after the Cubs became the Cubs in 1907, they won back to back World Series me. in Jesus 07. fucking Christ. What right, happened in Devin? the 80s or whenever the shit this thing went down? I'll tell you what happened. In the 1830s. In 1833, the Treaty of Chicago, not to be confused with the 1821 Treaty of Chicago, granted the U.S. government okay, all land west of that Lake was Michigan. Helpful. That was informative to me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll scoot your head. The Cubs were up three games to two in the series. They were one win away from the World Series. Mm-hmm. Luis Castillo pops a ball down the third baseline into foul territory by the fence. Cubs okay. left fielder Moises Alou has a chance to reach over the rail and catch the ball, but he's impeded by the fan, Steve Bartman, who reaches for the ball. 
and it drops. Later, Castillo would go on to reach base via a walk. The Marlins scored eight runs in that inning, taking an 8-3 lead, won the game, and won the series the next day. Chicago would not win another World Series for another 13 years. 13 years, a complete title drought of 108 years, the longest title drought in North American major sports history. Bartman sat there giving us the iconic image on screen of a Cubs fan with headphones burying his face in his hands. But then fans who were watching the game on TV began to text their friends and family at the game and tell them what Bartman looked like. So he was escorted out by security for his own protection and fans chanted asshole when they dumped beer on him. His name and personal info appeared on message boards shortly after the game. And as many as six police cars were called in to protect his home after the incident. And this is one of my favorite parts, Devin. Afterwards, then-Illinois Governor Rod Rod Blagojevich Mm -hmm. suggested that Bartman join Witness Protection Program, while then-Florida Governor Jeb Bush offered Bartman asylum. (laughs) Wow. Two really cool guys getting Mm -hmm. involved, Mm -hmm. offering real solutions to help save this man's life. If there's one thing Jeb Bush cares about, it's people who are having a hard time somewhere else who want to come to the place that you're at. To Florida. And and thrive. Yes. (laughs) Or at least just be given a fucking chance. And and if there's one thing that Blagojevich cares about, it's helping those who are suffering within his state. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's reaching out to the little man, the everyman, the Bartman and yeah. uh, and helping it's politics as public service, not as some mm-hmm. way for you to get rich. So Bartman profusely apologized to fans, tried to stay out of the limelight. He redirected the many gifts he received from Marlins fans to charities, turned down myriad offers for publicity, including a reported six figure offer to appear in a Super Bowl ad because he wow. presumably already had a lot of money if he was sitting. <laughs> along the fence for a yeah well hey Bartman, i gotta say you fucked up on that one you should have taken that super bowl ad you could have been god only knows what they would have made you do they would have been like someone tossing uh fucking toby keith a pepsi and you reach over and snatch oh, it out of his hands before yeah. you get it or whatever the or you do the mean head You do the Mean Joe Green one with the Coke, and then when he throws the jersey to the kid, Bartman reaches out and grabs (laughs) it. snags it and kind of bobbles it, and everyone just boos. Yeah. And then the Steelers are forced for, you know, hundreds of years to be cursed with players that are absolute pieces of shit. Yeah. Nightmare. As always, Devin, you and I... We were there. We were there. Or at least involved. Yeah. Yeah, Hashtag we were there. Hashtag no days off. Hashtag built different. Hashtag hustle mentality. Mm -hmm. Hashtag Um, hustle metality, which is my new metal speed metal band. And hashtag hustle fatality, which Mm -hmm. is, uh, um, that's just what I call it when I knock out people with hustle mentality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you knocking out people who have hustle mentality or are you using hustle mentality to knock out everyday people? 
Um, I'm using, it's a mix. I'm using hustle mentality to knock out other people with hustle mentality. That is the ultimate hustle. (laughs) Exactly, man. So, you know, keeping you on your toes. Um, How were you involved in this? Well, you know, this is a chapter of my life that I'm not proud of. Mm. Um, But I was living in Chicago at the time. And, you know, no, I know. I know. Um, you know, I got, I was mixed up. I thought, fuck, why don't I move to America's, uh, fourth or fifth best city. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I thought I could get in at the annoyance theater there and do some, do some sketch, uh, at one in the morning that no one wanted to see. Uh, you know, but anyway, I was story so many times. I, I was there and I was around and, you know, I'm watching that game on TV and eventually, you know, I'm following some of the chatter on message boards. Cause I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this putt? And, you know, I see that this guy's name is Steve Bartman and that they're releasing like his address, his phone number and stuff. This is all public info. So I did some stuff I'm not proud of Devin. and I, I will, I started with phone calls and I would call him late at night and he would pick up for the first little while. He would pick up and he'd say, hello. And I go, is this Steve Bartman? And he'd say, well, it's pronounced Bartman. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, Hey Bartman, did you know there is a Simpsons dance named after you? And he would hang up. Hmm. That's just all I wanted to know was like, I just thought it was so fucking funny that his name was Bartman and my favorite song and dance was the Bartman that Bart did Yeah, on The Simpsons. It's a dance that Bart Do you know this? Yeah, yeah. Do you know, yeah. what, do you I know mean, of this, the Bartman? It's, it's a little bit before like the era of Simpsons that I'm really into. Yeah, it was when it like sucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they just sort of deployed a catchphrase and it launched it into the stratosphere. Yeah, that was when so, I liked it. So Bartman's involvement in the game was neither here nor there to you. Nothing you to do with it. found out there was it, a guy named really, Bartman. Yeah, didn't really care. I, you know, I was initially curious, but then the Bartman thing really consumed me. So I started going by his house at all hours of the night. Oh, God. And, rooting through his trash to see if I could find any evidence that he was aware of the Simpsons. You know, I was looking for like cable bills and stuff and trying to establish a profile of like, did this guy have cable in like 1992 when that episode aired or whatever? Um, he wouldn't even I, really need cable. I mean, that's basically no, that's Fox baby. Yeah. And you know, I would knock on his door and, uh, at three in the morning and just sing the Bartman as, as loud as I could. Um, I followed him to work and uh, I pretended to be a singing telegram uh, to, to be delivered to his office. And then I just sang the Bartman and the, it would, I kept interrupting myself to go, have you heard this? Stop me when you've heard this. Uh, and he just ran from me, you know, did he, you run into other people that were stalking and harassing him? Yeah, there were other people who were like, I want this piece of shit to die. He ruined the season. And I was like, yeah, man, I don't know what wavelength you're on. God bless. Continue with your journey. I'm just here to find out if this person is aware of the song, The Bartman, and the fact that his name is the same as that. Are you tracking what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Of like, 
the name of the song is the Bartman and mm. it's the dance. No, I his name is the- Bart Simpson. So it's the Bartman. And then Steve's last name, this is where it gets complicated. His last name is Bartman, which uh-huh. is the two words Bartman. Yeah. Bind. Uh-huh. So. No, I get it. I see. I get <laughs> okay. Because okay. I don't think he did. Um, I, I bet he did. I and he filed he a restraining order, and I never got an answer. I ended up doing a couple months in uh, Cook County Jail out there. In hey, Chicago, shout so. out, <laughs> shout out! And um, you know, and I never, I never, I was not allowed to contact him or the writing staff of The Simpsons because I had, I had also followed some of them, being like, "Did you know about this guy?" But that was a real dead. You know, I'm knocking on. Al Jean's door mm-hmm. at three in the morning going, did you know about Steve Bartman? He's and going, what I, did he, you know, he, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I, so another one where we wind up in jail. I mean, you just for a little bit, you know, it's kind of cool. It's like, you know, Al Capone led the mafia, but he wound up in Cook County jail or tax mm. evasion. And it's like, you similarly have done so many worse things than stalk Steve Bartman, but that's what winds but you up. But that's you know, what gets me there, yeah. I don't know. Life's funny. <laughs> Life is funny. So, Greg, how were you involved in the Bartman? Well, as you guys know, uh, I'm a big baseball fan. And big time. I, I am... Uh, so, Bartman... Here's the thing that pisses me off about Bartman is that he stumbled into being this cursed figure so lucky. So let me back up. I I was like the Billy Goat or, you know, the Red Sox had okay, the curse. Don't of back the up this far. You know what I mean? Stay I'm not backing point. up to the Billy Goat anymore. Okay. Okay. But I was like that, but for the... Florida Marlins. They're now called the Miami Marlins. They were then the Florida Marlins, the other team involved. I was attempting to curse them into blowing their season. Uh-huh. Uh, Clever. And then I got fucking out sabotaged by this guy. So the Marlins became an expansion team in 94. And there was a big, there were a lot of places this that were fascinating. Continue, Greg. <laughs> Okay. Well, so the MLB, of course, was only 28 teams. <laughs> of course. There were a lot of cities bidding for those teams. The Colorado Rockies and the Florida Marlins became the team. But I was in the running to have a team, Devin. Wow. Your own I, team? Where? Mm-hmm. Zanesville, Ohio, my hometown. Okay. Wow. About 30, Pretty small people. market. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a small market. But at the time... They did. So Zane Gray was an old Western novelist and he was from there. And at the time, they did have an unaffiliated minor league baseball team called the Zanesville Grays. And so I thought it would be cool to have a major league baseball team called the Zanesville Gregs. It kind of pays homage to our city's heritage. Two most famous sons. And to me. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so ultimately, we didn't get the bid i also bid to yeah, hold the i also bid to hold the 96 olympics which were a couple of years later and i fucking also lost that and let's just say i got my revenge 
No, no. Did you? That's are you? Sad. Did you, Richard Jewell, that thing? Let's did you play it that far? Revenge. Oh my God! Wow. So, I was like, Clint Eastwood should make a movie about Bartman. He you should. Know? Oh man, he's. <laughs> It, oh, imagine how over the top that could be. <laughs> Just a movie where it's all the it, the liberal media is destroying uh, Steve Bartman's life. The amount of fucking slow motion that could be used on mm-hmm. him reaching for the ball. That scene oh, could last 45 perfect. minutes. Because that was a rain shot. Uh, he, Clint Eastwood really brought the Sully Sullenberger story to life. You know, the way the Sully landed that plane and then spent the next month being hounded by everyone in America who hated yeah. what he did. Yeah, you the know? most hated guy in America. Very accurate movie. Uh, anyway. Accurate. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm like, fuck these teams. I got to get my revenge. Now, who am I going to get revenge on? A team in Miami or a team in Denver? I mean, that is an easy call, Devin, because we all know where do you want to – we all know the most important thing about a place is the climate. And if a place has good climate, good people will follow, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why Miami and West Palm Beach, and it's just really nice. Just <laughs> nice, folks. Just good, um, folks. Go down there. I'll live the life in Miami, and I will sabotage this team. I'll curse them. They will never win a World Series. So, of course, they win the World Series three years later in 1997, and that's yeah, my brutal. Yeah, I screwed that up. Yeah. Um, that. I mean, the Cubs at this point are approaching 100 years, and I'm like, God damn, I couldn't even make it five friggin' years. Yeah. So I'm like, definitely, okay, they, they get one. They're never going to win another World Series. Marlins. I mean, come on. Yeah, the Marlins. So here we are in 2003. They're good again. I got to stop this, all right? So they're playing the Cubs. And I'm like, well, the Cubs notoriously suck and always blow it. So I'm going to have to pull out the big guns. And this is what chaps, you know, what chaps my stick about Steve Bartman is that he just kind of... Sorry. I just said it's not a phrase. You was know, you would worth, say like chaps my worth, hide or was that worth know. derailing the huge I don't know. Mm. Look. <laughs> what really chaplains my Charlie is That's that good. <laughs> this guy is freaking I was doing so much. Sorry, okay? yeah. I poisoned Juan Pierre. <laughs> uh, I straight up poisoned Juan Pierre. I remember that. Yeah, I remember mm. that. Yeah. Um Bad clams or something? You gave him clams in the locker room? Bad clams. My intention was to get him to go in on a seafood restaurant with me, hoping that that would distract him from the game. But it turns out that I wasn't good at cooking clams, and he got sick. So I poisoned him. Uh, I was trying to uh, psychosexually abuse Ivan Rodriguez, their catcher. hey, Hey, man, who wasn't? (laughs) <laughs> you know at that time oh three i think we were psychosexually we abusing were that person <laughs> had multiple different personalities we were living as that were dating yvonne rodriguez and yeah. trying to mess him up i'm doing all this shit and all steve bartman has to do is reach out and touch the ball and i never friggin' thought of that I never thought of that. So it's those simple solutions, you know. You think you're keeping it simple by okay, I'm going to open a seafood restaurant and get this guy to invest, and then that'll distract him. But it's the bad clams that you make that ends up. It getting was in. so simple. You know? It was just going to be like, hey, Juan, 
we have a big investor meeting tonight. You can't go to your little Little League game or whatever. Right. And he would go, well, he would have a crisis of faith going like, which is more important to me, my financial security for my future or one mm-hmm. game, you know, and that's that's a clear or plan. Our restaurant, which was called Whoa Black Betty Clam to Clams. <laughs> yeah. And I guess when we say they're bad clams, they well, they had a substance in them that, that mm-hmm. was, just, you know, it was a narcotic uh, mm-hmm. Black Betty, you know, Black they, Betty, they, the Black Tar Heroin. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess I gave Juan Pierre heroin. Heroin the poisoning. The day, yeah, he got heroin poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Wow. And then you have to kind of like run back through all the heroin you had and be like, what was it? You know? Yeah. Which time? Yeah. Well, damn, man. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Another, another like, one where... What? Where they did a thing better than I tried to do. Uh. <laughs> Man, it's just humiliating, you know. Bartman keeps it simple, and that's that's all it takes. And now well, he's more famous than you. That <laughs> fucking sucks. Fuck. <laughs> did Zanesville ever get a team? At least no, but they did have a famous zoo animal massacre. And that's ah. real. And you actually, I have up. heard of that. Mm-hmm. My coworker told me about that. Pretty yeah. nightmarish. I think I told your coworker about that. In my that's staffing right. interview, <laughs> that's right. maybe that's why you became his coworker, and I didn't. There we go. Wow, a lot of <laughs> well, lot of layers. A lot of layers. Let's take a break, and we'll be back with our guests. Welcome back to First Hand. I'm still Devin Field. I'm still Greg Gallant. And we're here talking about the Steve Bartman incident. It's hard for me not to call him Bartman. I mean, it's just what I want to call him. We uh, can. And maybe I will, you know. Yeah, um, why not? Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. (laughs) That's what this podcast is about is Mm -hmm. we found, I don't find him to be a sympathetic figure in any way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I think this man probably got what he deserved, maybe deserved a little more, you know. He's kind of like that asshole from the Colombian soccer team who got murdered for making an own goal in the World Cup. It's like, <laughs> yes. I don't feel bad for you, man. Right. Sorry. You made your you, bed. You got a lie in it. Six you feet messed under the with sports. You don't get a life anymore. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Them's the breaks, Jack. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we got a couple of guests here, and this is this is good. I think these people are going to be able to shed some further light on this whole mm-hmm. Steve Bartman situation. Um, you know, I think we'll let them fully explain their role in this, but I believe here we have Rondell Jenkins and Paul Simon. Hello. Yeah. Wow. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Welcome. 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 Um, I, before we get too far... I just got to ask, Rondell Jenkins, like the famous Rondell Jenkins? Oh, man. man. (laughs) Sorry. I just, you know, you must get that all the time. I do. I do. And I, you know, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to lead with that. But yeah, that's me. Okay. Wow. He's a a very famous um, mattress salesman. He has a lot of TV ads. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so, and then, um, and Paul Simon's also a person, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, he's a, he's a famous singer, but that's uh, no relation. Really? It's not my it's not my real name. It's the name I chose 
uh, oh, anonymously I, to come. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. well, yeah. while we're Got on it. it, though, actually, I was in Central Park in the late 60s and I saw Rondell Jenkins selling a mattress <laughs> there and it was really transformative. For <laughs> wow. Me. Um, cool. I do my best work uh, out in nature. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Central Park That's, at midnight sounds like my home. That's where I That live. sounds good. Yes. Yeah. Now, when you when you buy a mattress, you gotta buy it live. Like <laughs> in the store is just not the same. It's not. It's pre recorded in the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. You're getting come authenticity on. out in the world. Come on now. And and these mail order mattress companies, forget mm-hmm. it. You know what, what I mean? They could be sending you a t shirt for all you know. <laughs> and they always smell weird. <laughs> that happened to me. I got a weird smelling t-shirt sent to me uh, instead of a purple mattress. See? It's infuriating. I bet. You probably couldn't even get custom service on the phone. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm on the phone screaming representative, you know, right, and right. their number not found. You know, I'm in the streets, bro. I'm in the streets. You can get All that right, customer man. service. So I'll let your boy. Wow. <laughs> well, we might come out of this with a mattress. So yeah, who knows now? But we're here to talk about something else, of course. We're here to talk about Steve Bartman, the fan who cost yep. Chicago mm-hmm. a title potentially. Now, I understand you guys were involved in some of the aftermath of this incident. Do you guys want to explain generally your role in the Bartman incident? Yeah, Paul, I'll uh, let you take the lead on this, Paul. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, basically what it comes down to is um, – the two of us have been hired to find Mr. Bartman mm-hmm. and um, and kill him. Uh, wow. Wow. In, in retaliation okay. for, uh, you know, what he did on, I think the, was it the World Series or, I don't even <laughs> it know. The, I don't it was even the have, NLCS, actually. Yeah. So you were, you've a, been trying to kill this man and you don't even yes. know what he did. I'm, well, we I don't know investments. Yeah, I yeah, have no investments right. in Chicago sports or any sports, really. I'm a mercenary and, and mm-hmm. a cold-blooded, oh, okay. uh, cold-blooded killer. Hired, um, hired guns. Hired guns. Now, uh, I got a mattress t- from, Dar- from, from, uh, <laughs> from, Rondell? from Rondell. From Rondell, yeah. You know, some people, some people in the street call me Dale. They yeah. call me Dale, you know, yeah. so it's good, bro. You can call me Dale. <laughs> uh and so I, I I got a mattress from Dale, and we 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 hit it off immediately. And I just nice. knew he had good instincts, and and we became partners then. Yep. And I brought him in. I brought him in, and um. So you you guys are committing a contract, are trying to commit a contract murder, which is why you Paul are using a fake name, but you yeah. Rondell are not. Mm-hmm. And despite <laughs> being famous. <laughs> That's ballsy. I love it. It's, it's a, a risk, risk, bro. It's a risk. I'm a black man in America. I risk every day. So it's wow, a risk. good point. Yeah. And I can't <laughs> argue with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though it puts me in personal risk, uh, you know, in in jeopardy legally and and in uh, many different ways, I do support um, Rondell and and his. Uh, uh, it's important for him to have his name out there, and I, I support that. Yeah, I got to sell right. these mattresses right. too now. That's yeah. right. You know, and you could you could get some name recognition off of this. Now, presumably, so so you guys, now who, you said you were hired to kill. Mm-hmm. 
Bartman. Yes. Yeah. I guess Ooh, I'm Moise curious now. I... Or the Cubs or who was it? Well, yeah, see, yeah, here's sure. the thing is there was a, a GoFundMe started and it was every person in Chicago donated a dollar. I mean, we got some money from the Mets. Wow. Okay. okay. Yep. Those players, they uh, donated a lot of money as well. So, you know, there was a huge uh, following uh, that wanted yeah. to see this man's life end. And so they hired us. And, it brought you know, the whole the go- city of Chicago together. It was actually um, yeah. beautiful. I swear to God, I did. It did. Man. Yeah. That's so because like when you said we were hired, I'm picturing, you know, some mafioso who's a big mm-hmm. Chicago sports fan, you know, it's like, let me let me throw down 20 grand, get this taken care of. But no, this was like the entire grassroots city of Chicago coming together to kill yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like the Nancy Cartwrights, the Nancy Cartwrights of your neighborhood, and the Shaquandas. All the, of them, they all the police, the mayor, the, police, the city council. We've actually been offered after we do the deed. Once we find them, we still haven't found them. We haven't found them. We um, get immunity in the city of Chicago. They'll protect us from the federal government. Whoa, that's really pretty yeah. good. Get yeah. Full asylum. In, yeah. We can never leave Chicago either, so we couldn't even mm-hmm. go outside of the county. Or else we would be arrested. Well, hey, uh, who would want to leave? You know, uh, I mean, what a town! You know, are you sure town. you can't kill him in Michigan Chicago Avenue. and then kill him in L.A. for the winter? You know what I mean? <laughs> so you can at least <laughs> I mean, spend the winter somewhere else. I hear you. That's a good yeah. idea. We, we'll, a we'll, we'll add that. We'll talk about it. So, you know, this is so fascinating to speak to some contract killers. We've recently been, the podcast has recently been sponsored by Blackwater. And so I'm just kind of learning about this space. So I I guess I'm just curious, like, how did you guys begin that approach? You get the GoFundMe cash. You're like, Mm -hmm. it's on. What's the first steps? I mean, it's weird to take in $32 million. Wow. $32 million. Okay. We have a lot of money that we have in the bank, and we have to do this job. We have to do and, it. And first things first, we, we have to deliver on the goods, right? We mm-hmm. have to find him. And first step for us, you know, was uh, stocking up. We had to make yep. sure that uh, we had all the materials that we needed. Um, you Guns know, and ammo. Dale here. Guns, ammo, but also, mm-hmm. you know, um, snacks. Magnifying glasses. Yeah, we need yep. some magnifying glasses. <laughs> yep. Yep. Magnifying glasses and snacks. Okay. I just, if you could, look, I'm a rube. Yep. I've never killed anyone for money. What does the magnifying glass assist with? Well, you know, I, I don't believe in using technology for my contract killing. So I have okay. to manually find them with the magnifying <laughs> Okay. And even though I am completely literate in technology and and it brings both of us down um, and slows us down significantly, I I support Rondale. Um, You know, he's he's seeking a more, uh, I guess, anarcho-primitive type of lifestyle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, no it's cell like phones. The, the paleo way to kill someone. You yeah. Know? I'm in a I'm in an Airbnb for this call. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's we should wild. tell we've got them uh calling <laughs> in here for the episode uh because you guys said you couldn't leave Chicago. So we do have you guys calling yeah. in an Airbnb. You like you mean like a cabin in the woods or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what that's what they use Airbnb for still, right? 
Yeah. That's yeah. technology. Um, yeah, we're just kind of hiding out here, waiting for the Steve Bartman to hopefully come back. Uh, it would be best if we could kill him here in the city of Chicago. Yeah. You know, legally. Um, um, so what if he ever you guys... comes back. We almost caught him back. one time. Did you? Tell the yeah, story. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, were, we were at a Harold's Fried Chicken eating some lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I like mine fried hard with mild sauce. And we saw him come in, and I said, look here, Paul. I think that's him over there. I'm not 100% sure, but if you look at him, and then as soon as Paul turned around and looked at him, they locked eyes, and he bolted. He knew. Oh, my he God. Knew. Couldn't he believe knew. how well, fast he was. So He's fast. a fast, fast guy. <laughs> we didn't know who catch you him. were. Yeah. So he did knew you guys that put something your picture, was up. Did you put your picture on the GoFundMe? Yeah. Oh, I think that's probably how he knew. Yeah, he might have seen that web page. Saw it. I mean, I'm famous, so that's right. And you're famous. And you're famous. (laughs) Yes. So the only time you guys have come close to catching Bartman was not even on purpose. You were just eating lunch, and he was in the same restaurant. I mean, is that harsh we to work- say? Or? We were working that day on the case, but we just happened to be at lunch. So, okay, right? Because Devin, I don't know if this will upset you or not, but Devin, we were talking earlier. Devin has found Bartman many times. I f- I found him. House. Where? Yeah. At, at, his, his at his home. And we, yeah. yeah, someone posted his address, and I went there on a message board. Like he yeah. lives like in a house, like a regular home. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this was back in 2003, you know, 17 years ago when it happened. Uh, but at that oh, so point, you haven't just... seen him. You haven't seen him in 17 years. What you saying? No, no. But I saw him, you know, at the at right shortly after the incident, and uh, right. you know, I also went to his his work. I stopped by his work. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't. Was that information that you guys did not? Yeah, I'm writing have, all of this or... down. I'm writing all of this <laughs> down. <laughs> I'm I mean, this is you the first said 2003, 2003. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure how that's going to Are you going to go back in time yeah. to kill this guy? Are you a time killer? Oh, I wish. No. But yeah. it does. Every single piece of evidence helps. Yeah. Every the more information you have, if you could help us, I mean, we have okay. a lot of money left still. Oh, well, now I think we could talk partnership here because we're looking to sell out this season and make money. That's right. Hmm. Uh, so you guys were not able to get his. Did you not have his address back in 2003 or or what? I mean, like, were you guys just coming up cold except for running into him at Harold's? Well, un- unfortunately, you know, part of uh, being Rondale's partner here, here means that we can't use literally any piece of technology, like literally all we can use is just a magnifying glass, which really Mm -hmm. prohibits us from going um, much further into an investigation. So really most of our assassinations have been kind of like by happenstance, we end up somehow walking by the person we're supposed to kill. Um, Who have you? Luck of the Irish, you know? Now we know Paul is Irish. Mm -hmm. Paul, you're using a fake name, so let's go for it here. I mean, who have you killed successfully and how? Um, Well, Rondale uh, successfully uh, 
The last person. Okay, this is Ooh. this is a hard one. This is a hard one. Good man. But just tell him. We did kill Jamal Khashoggi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Oh no. The Washington the, Post the journalist. journalist. So you that were was in us. That was Syria? Us. Were you yeah. in Syria for that? No, we were we in did. Turkey. We were in Turkey. 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 We were in Turkey. And, and look, uh, it's it's you know, we should be saying obviously, you know, yeah. Rondale is a very famous person. But um, it was easier because he worked for the newspaper, you know, that's antiquated, and I can look up a newspaper and that. see his face. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew who get... I, I knew who he was. So did you guys go sense. to Turkey by boat? <laughs> I mean, that must have taken weeks. Yeah. You can't fly. Can it you did. fly, Rondell? No. Nah, I can't. Damn, oh, you man. went from Turkey to boat, and then but then you just bumped into him. You're saying while you were there, yeah, we we, we just started walking around. We didn't even know he would be in Turkey. We we were actually just there, kind of like uh, we accidentally ended up in Turkey. Oh, yeah. no kidding! <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to go to Chile first. Yeah, wow, God, you guys went in a wildly wrong direction. Yeah, you you yeah. missed, you know, totally the luck of the Irish. Hey, oh, the so Irish. now we know luck Rondell's Irish. Irish too. Rondell also yeah, Irish. Irish, okay, black Irish, third generation. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Now, do you think? Do you think it was like your boat driver heard one food and went to the other type situation? You were looking for chili, you found turkey. I mean. That's a really um, good theory, Greg. That is a really all, good theory, I think. First of all, they're called captains, so let's not let's not wow. down. Wow, wow, wow. So sorry. Wow. That's right. And this is this is important for us to learn because we're launching a cruise for this yes. podcast and we're getting used to calling it a ship instead of a boat, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. Oh, guys. And, uh, so t- uh, our apologies, you know. Be best. Captain. Be best. Be be- <laughs> we'll try to be best. We will try. Uh, Port so, is which side? Which side is port? Port is, is port? left. Three, two, one. Yep. Okay, very good. Which one is aft? Aft uh, is three, three two, two one. It's That's back. where the your sponsor <laughs> three, Raytheon two, is hiding a click, bunch of click, nuclear click, weapons. You're dead, oh, motherfucker. No, Jesus, exactly. you're dead, motherfucker. See, wow. that's, look at you. that's what it's wow. like. You thought that's you had that like. shit wrapped up, didn't you? Yeah. Wow. This is to get a taste of what it's like to be on the receiving end of your guys' vengeance. Haunting. I mean, yeah. wow. We've Thank killed some nice people, you. bro. It's very nice. You guys we've, killed like... some, we've killed some high-profile people, too. Okay. Is there anyone else? Any you, guys, you killed Marshall Mathers? Is that what yeah. you just said? <laughs> yeah. We did. We actually that... killed the real Slim Shady. The yeah. one you see the is fuck? an imitation. That's, Are yeah. you kidding me? So when? When did you kill Marshall Mathers and then he continued on? I'm trying to figure out when he stopped yeah, being when... the original Eminem and when he became the imposter. It was before the premiere of Eight Mile. We got him that night. Oh my! You got him at wow. the premiere. So every- <laughs> Didn't even yeah, know the premiere was happening. You know, nope. Rondale and I had just gotten some sushi. <laughs> yep. And it just so mm-hmm. happened to be a- across the street from the Egyptian Theater in Los Angeles. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we walked out, and I saw Marshall Mathers. Uh, I knew that. Um, you know, I know uh, this group in detroit wanted him dead yeah it was like an mm-hmm. old an old like a group uh, in detroit it was, like a, a, it was a group called d11 yeah i was gonna uh, say are around. you telling me the so the other members of d12 paid no 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 no, 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 no this was group. 
This is a group called D11. They were hype <laughs> until D12 <laughs> came out, and then nobody yeah. talked about it. That and sucks. And D eleven was actually more talented, but but twelve is just so much more of a flavorful word. And I think yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, I think D twelve took off. It's it's really it's really tragic. So ran into Marshall Mathers, and um, yeah, we we killed him there in the Egyptian theater. Um, right there. I yeah, mean, so we had silencers. You, cool. Did you run into? Brittany Murphy at all too because no that was tragic that was that's just tragic that's just totally parents, tragic her parents took they they abused her <laughs> they did they her did her parents did not take care of that girl they did not help her <sighs> see and see you're you're hitman with a heart of gold you know and that's what counts hey man I'm Rondell Jenkins I gotta sell you a mattress <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. Uh, wow, that's amazing. And to think that then, like, all those weird ciphers that Eminem recorded in that parking garage or, mm-hmm. you know, the song yeah. Rap God, all of that was just 2.0, you know? Right. Well, Dr. That's why Dre. his face looked different. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me his cameo in the movie Funny People wasn't really him? <laughs> that wasn't really him. Fuck. No. That's what? why his face looked different. Man. Yeah. Think so about those, it. Mar- those were p- people you were able to kill. But yeah. Bartman, yeah. Uh-huh. not. He's a, he's a ludicrous man. He's shifty. He's crafty. He is. Just, it's just hard for me to believe that you were able to kill, you know, this journalist who was under such heavy surveillance. Man. You know, and you're able to kill one of the most iconic rappers of the 21st century, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. this random schmuck from Chicago, you can't get your hands on it. We just they don't walk in the same circles. Yeah, we've yeah. got to we've got to start yeah. we've got to start exploring other cities or other areas. I guess I don't know. How do you find yourself in the same area with somebody that you don't know how to find? What? I could ask course. you. I mean, you guys keep doing it. I don't know. That's a cart before the wheel thing right there. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's, I mean, Ooh. Greg, go ahead. Is he the only case on your docket right now, or do you have other people that if He's our retirement about? case. He's our yeah. retirement <laughs> case. Uh, yeah. But you already uh, have the money, to be clear. We do. But we, yeah. we, we finish jobs. We are very honorable killers. We not could just take the money. Mm, sure. If we wanted to take the money, we would have been gone. This was 17 years. We still haven't found this bad. So, so the money is like sitting in the GoFundMe, like you guys haven't yeah. touched it yet. Just yeah. like, just like Jay Leno never spent <laughs> a dime of his Tonight Show money. Right. We're letting that sit. We're not going to spend a dime That's of cool. that. It must no. have accrued some interest no. by now. I would a lot think. of a lot of interest. A lot of interest. A lot. God, and I was it? Can't wait to get your hands on it. Oof. Oh my God, it's a it's lot of money. So good. Was it also we're gonna like, swim uh, around in it like Scrooge McDuck? Oh, you got to, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it also like for a contract killing? Like, uh, okay, we'll do one GoFundMe now, and then another GoFundMe after the job is done. Like, is there another half to come still? Like half now, half later? Is Be that good. tracking? Or is it just the one? I mean, just I feel the like one. Uh, it's just, just the, the one. Just the one. Okay, but you can't yeah. touch it until you kill him. I see. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're honorable, like I said. That's our motto. 
Take us where we're Let me pose a hypothetical to you, okay? You guys are at, um, you know, one of the Chicago pizzerias grabbing a deep dish. You know, you're mm-hmm. at, uh, I don't know, is Luminati's a place? Is that yeah, what it's called? I mean, okay. Luminati's, Luminati's is good. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. go ahead. So you guys are there. You, you finish your deep dish. Bartman walks in, okay? Mm-hmm. You happen upon him. How's this going to go down, you know? I mean, deep dish pizza is sacred. So that's like a church. Okay. And I don't think okay. that I could commit a crime in a church. I see. So I I picked a bad example and that that's hallowed yeah. ground where nothing yes. can go down. Okay. Yeah. I can't. What no, everything is forgiven in a, a deep dish pizza spot. That what if it's sense. just like a hot dog stand? Oh, no, yeah. you can get murdered. You can get murdered. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. okay cool. Yep. So you're at that hot dog stand where all those mean people like swear at you when you order a hot dog, right? And, right. And Bartman walks up with a nice frankfurter with some mustard on it, and you guys lock eyes. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what happened, Evan? I'm gonna. St- I I do feel like even though this is a hypothetical, that is probably the one place. Steve Bartman is least likely to go in the entire <laughs> world is the famous <laughs> an Chicago, Chicago hot dog, dog place stand. where they make fun of people. Well, I don't maybe think- he's been he's been hiding, you know, for seven and he just wants one so bad. And he's like, right. I'm gonna it's been 17 years. I'm gonna risk it. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you well, we do? have a process, we have a mm-hmm. routine. Um right. we we like Flair, of course, mm-hmm. who sure. Why be an assassin if you're not going to have flair? If you're not mm-hmm. going to have performance in some in some way? Mm-hmm. Um, so normally, Rondale would sit on one side. Um, hopefully, he's sitting down eating. Mm-hmm. I would sit on the other side of where he okay. is. And um, we'd start to have kind of a vague conversation with him about the situation, whether or not mm-hmm. he knows who we are, right. if he knows what's going down. Cool. That's kind of how we would start. But he yeah. does, you know that he does know you because he ran from you that one time. Yeah, but that's the yeah. fun of the performance, you know. Right. Like the, uh, it's fun. It's fun to it's fun to milk that out a little bit. It just kind of right. seems like you're giving him opportunities to like slip away. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I'm wondering if I don't want to tell you guys how to do your job, but I'm wondering if there's something to be said for like just a Sopranos style, like, hey, are you Steve Bartman? And he goes, Yeah, and you shoot him in the face. I mean, that's not that's not dramatic. That's not artful. Yeah, that's oh, okay. what, what's that that's not why sorry. I do this. I don't do no, this I, for yeah. that. Okay. I'm sorry. Every life deserves meaning and caring after. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. You guys have an interesting code. It's it, <laughs> like you will kill, but but not in a sacred place. And mm-hmm. you do give everyone a death that have some panache to it. I mean Correct. Yeah. No one wants to die while taking a shit. No. No. But, you know, my weapon of choice is a katana. So, you know, that's life. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, That makes sense. I mean, a pretty ancient weapon, you know. Correct. Um, Also, the last mattress I bought from you was all slashed up. So that does. I'm sorry about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That, that, Practicing. That was my my bad. Well, I bought the floor model to save forty percent, and I deserved what I got. You know, that's yeah. why I told you all sales were final. That's <laughs> wow. So a katana. What about you, Paul? What are you rocking? If he's um, my my personal weapon of choice is a 
sawed-off shotgun, but with a silencer mm-hmm. on it. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you saw off and then put a silencer where the sawed-off... Yeah, where the barrel would have been. It's all about the spray volume. You st- okay. Sawing it, it off is the volume. Right. Yeah. But you, you can still silence it. And, and truth be told, truth be told, the silencer for a sawed-off shotgun is actually makes it as long as a regular-sized shotgun. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's <laughs> Yeah, and it's also much heavier. It's a very heavy piece of... It's way heavier. Than yeah, okay. the silencer is very heavy. It's thick. So, it's like... Probably like what? this thick. Wow, okay. He's gesturing uh, wider around than I would have ever imagined. Yeah, like almost like a basketball. Yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. And he has to so when, when you go to a Harold's Fried Chicken or to a sushi place by the Egyptian, you have a katana, a shotgun, and a magnifying glass with you at all times? Or, you know, are you always prepared? I always have my sword, and I believe Paul carries his on uh, a wheelie. So you're dolly, yeah, because it's heavy. You've got a little dolly there that you're wheeling it it around. It is, yeah. Uh, But I also usually, I I, like lean. So part of my thing is like, I lean on it and I I pretend like one of my legs doesn't work. And so... (laughs) So my enemies are the people that, you know, hopefully I run into and we kill. They they think I'm vulnerable. They think that um okay. that I'm not somebody that's going to hurt them. So you're Could doing kind of like a hitman Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Where you walk up like, oh my leg, and then you do a somersault God. and you're like, surprise, bitch, it's a shotgun with a silencer finally. the size of an oil drum. You're the first See? one to get it. You're the first one to finally get Come it. Come on. Thank you. That's our art, baby. That's art. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. I I'm like getting it now. At yeah, first, I, I was like, like this. I was like, this yeah. seems really convoluted. Like, no wonder it took these guys 17 fucking years to kill this person who's probably the easiest person to kill. But now that I'm mm-hmm. seeing that, no, this is like fine wine. You know, this yeah. takes time. And it's there's organic. Real- it's organic. Nothing in life, nothing good in life comes easy and fast. That's no. true. You guys it's are cool. about the journey. So cool. Well, look, we got to take a little break, but you guys seem yeah. chill. Like, let's all... Let's meet up on the break. Let's go meet up for some sushi or for some fried chicken, and then we'll come back and we'll come right back and finish <laughs> we'll Come right back and do the final thing. All right, love it. I'll meet Good. you. All right, bye bye. Welcome back to firsthand. We just had a Ooh. wonderful lunch. A little nosh. Look, uh, pretty eventful. Pretty eventful lunch we just had. Yeah, it was exciting. I mean, um, what we met up at um, a great gastro pub, uh, mm-hmm. really tasty craft burgers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone walked in while we were there, didn't they? <laughs> someone noteworthy walked in, Greg. <laughs> I mean, he had headphones on, he was listening to the radio. He had a Cubs yeah. hat on. He had a he had Cubs a hat on. That's right. We just saw Steve Bartman. And, Steve um, Bartman. I guess I want to talk to Rondell and Paul about um, what happened. Because it sort of felt like um, maybe you got, I don't want to say choked, but it felt like you just had an opportunity to maybe take out Steve and, and we didn't see it go down. Um, do you want to address yeah, that? It, or? Yeah, I think... Um, 
you know, pretty embarrassed, pretty embarrassed by um, the performance, pretty embarrassed by the fact that um, I don't know if we'll get a chance like that again. Yeah. You know? And and I know Dale and I are are better assassins than that. I know we're better at killing people mm-hmm. than that. I I know in the past we have never strayed or or choked to use your um your your term. And even just it's hearing fair, you say it back sounds harsh. It's a fair term. It's a fair I mean, term, Devin. It is what it is, man. We it choked. Was, we did. Yeah, it was the hitman equivalent of a hanging curveball. I mean, he walked in. He must. I think he had just had like double LASIK surgery because he had patches over both eyes. <laughs> like I said, he was listening to his headphones, so he couldn't see or hear. Right. Yeah. He was very yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. He asked yeah. you guys if you would order for. Him. <laughs> he approached <laughs> you. Yeah. I mean, and I then, did though. I felt bad. Yeah, you yeah. did run. Rondale paid for it, uh, <laughs> which, which I, did, I did think was probably unprofessional in our profession. I, I don't know that that's we'll have to talk yeah. about about that later. I have a heart, man. Yeah, I have a heart. And I can't blame you. I mean, you know, this is a guy who's been through a lot, you know. And yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. I think you guys are contract killers, and it's good that you have a code. That's cool. I think mm-hmm. you might have too much of a code to be <laughs> contract killers. I think you might have too much code to actually do the job. You're not the first person to say that, you know. Yeah. Um, I will say that. I will say that uh, we've we've and we are open to critique. I think Rondell yeah. and I are very open minded uh, in terms okay. of you know, where we could improve. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should get a new set of eyes on, on, on this assassination team, Rondale. We could, we, we could discuss it and figure out what the problem is. Maybe what we need to do is add someone to the team. <laughs> yeah, that feels like what's missing is a third cook in the kitchen, you know? Yes. This is, I think yeah. we need a female voice. We do. I'm in. Oh, oh sorry. No, Greg, no. 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 Okay, oh, it's sorry. 2021. We need women killing people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Rondell's right. We do. This yeah. is what Joe Biden understands. If you exactly. have women and, you know, other meaningful diversity within the Defense Department, those mm-hmm. people are killing people and showing people that they can kill. You know what I mean? It's representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I'm going to tell you, women are very good at killing. They make decisions way better than we do. So yeah. I think yeah. it's time that we let the women run things. And I, I hereby think we should probably add another person to our team. Wow. Now, will this woman get the $32 million or will you guys... Keep that. Uh, um, yeah. um, tough call. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to give her the money. I think giving them the chance to do the deed is important enough, and then you guys right. can keep the money, and that's yeah. progress. That's yeah, progress. I mean, that sounds that's good. Right there. I think that's yeah. progress. That sounds good. All right, we got Maybe it. You can't, get, yeah. you can't get the money at the same time. Look, at, you know, you either have one thing yeah. control, or you have control and money. What you want? Yeah. You have yeah. control. It's, 
it's such progress. It's like when you see someone post on Twitter that they're hiring an assistant and it must be a person of color, but it's clear that the job position is terrible and exploitative <laughs> and correct mm-hmm. rip off. And it's like, oh, I'm glad mm-hmm. you're doing that to only a person of color. That's super progressive. Right. That's <laughs> so perfect. I'm sub podcasting one person right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I suppose it's time for our final segment, which is the thing I never told anyone, where we share a detail about our involvement in this Bartman kerfuffle, as I'll call it, that we haven't shared before. Now, Greg, you know, do you want to start us off by sharing something that, you know, you obviously tried to curse the Florida Marlins mm-hmm. and it didn't pan out. Instead, the Cubs ended up cursing. Well, but at least after 2003... The Marlins didn't even make the playoffs for another 17 years. There you so go. that I had going for me. But I guess if I had to say the one thing that I never told anyone was that after 2003, I quit trying to curse them. And so they actually they have an almost they have like a 33 percent World Series win rate when I'm trying to curse them. And when I'm leaving them alone, they've never made the playoffs. So. I think I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, it sounds inverted, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Juan Pierre and I, our clam restaurant, Black Whoa, Black Betty, Clam to Clams, of course. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this never, is a, a cool venture that I'm just gonna, didn't work. Yeah, I'm going to do a little, like, end of the movie, what happened to everyone thing. That business never got off the ground. Damn. Um, one of my alter egos did remain in a complicated sexual relationship with Yvonne Rodriguez um, until 2007. Cool. um, When they split because my alter ego didn't want kids. Um, I see. (laughs) Anyway, that sums up all the crap from my bit. Uh, Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Evan? Yeah. Something you never told anyone? Yeah, well... You know, obviously, I harassed Bartman for a long time just because I wanted to know whether or not he knew of the Simpsons song and dance, the Bartman. And you did um, bring it up at the restaurant just now. I did. I asked him, and he, again, no clear answer. Um, but I guess what I've never told anyone is that I've never actually seen the episode of the Simpsons <laughs> with the Bartman in it. <laughs> I guess that's the part that might confuse some people considering I devoted a really long period of time to asking someone else if they had seen this thing Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen. It's kind of like we were talking about bloopers earlier. It's kind of like how you watch a blooper reel for a movie you haven't seen just Mm -hmm. because it shows up in your YouTube algorithm. I haven't seen Couples Retreat, but I'll watch Vince Vaughn joylessly riff uh, (laughs) to a shirtless Jon Favreau. That's a great blooper real also because it's no fun at all it's just people <laughs> up their lines Joy- <laughs> so joylessly riffing is the perfect description for vince vaughn's acting style <laughs> yes, yes, yes angry riffs so yeah. anyway i've never seen the episode i'm not even sure how the song goes beyond just the words do the bartman and that it was on some t-shirts so maybe i'll do my homework and watch that episode but probably not wow mm. so. big Chilling discoveries we're making here. Rondell, Paul, do you guys have anything you never told anyone about your 17-year odyssey chasing Steve Bartman? Yeah. Um, 
Sorry. Serious. Uh, we got serious yeah, here. Okay. I never uh, told this to Paul, but uh, <gasps> back in uh, 2007, I uh, had dinner with Steve Bartman. <laughs> oh my God. Paul's jaw is on the floor. Dinner? <laughs> you didn't just run into him. You ate a meal you with him? Had you had yeah. dinner? We did, yes. How did that come about? <sighs> I just ran into him at a corner <laughs> bodega. <laughs> oh, at a bodega. Okay. At a bodega. Okay, okay. Where was I? Where was I? How, you how, were asleep. How was I? Do you remember that time you got food poisoned after we went to that Chinese restaurant? Yes, of course. You were out that. for like two days. Yeah. That's yeah. It happened during that time. Oh, my God. Paul. So you ran into him here. at a bodega. You said, yes. let's go grab a bite to eat. He wanted to know why he kept seeing me around places. And so oh, I gee. said, let's we go to dinner and talk about this. And did you explain that you were hired to kill him? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. I did. We could have been Why retired. We could have been retired. Ugh. 14 more me. years. He kissed you? <laughs> yes. I kind of I kind of quite enjoyed it. I didn't know love was involved. Wow. Oh no, does that interfere with your code, Rondell? The love? Doesn't yeah. interfere with my code, but it does make it hard for me to want to kill him. Okay, hey. so it's just the practical. Wow, that's just practical. That is amazing. So that explains why Rondell hasn't been able to kill Steve Barbin for the last thirteen years since '07. Still unclear how Paul is choking so much. Paul, is there something you've never told anyone? There is something on it. I've never told anybody. It's okay. Take your time. Rondale. Yeah. I'm sleeping with Steve Bartman. What? <laughs> you mother... You, this hey, is the second oh, no. time you've done this to me. Uh-oh. He pulled out the Ru- katana. <laughs> the hey. katana is out. Hey, first of all, Rondell, let me point out, you had a casual meal with this man, okay? So you might not want to throw stones, all right? But sexual intercourse? That's true. That's that is current. real love right there. <laughs> That's an escalation. It is real love. It is real love. How did you end up having I'm sex sorry. with Steve Bartman? Oh, how, how could you do how this could to you me? Not? How, could, how you could you not? Good question. One thing That's we true. didn't really address is how goddamn handsome the motherfucker this is. This guy's a smoke show. I yeah, mean, he and, was so sexy. He got the best, juiciest lips ever. Mm. He's wonderful. He's a wonderful he's man. He's ripped. You can't tell through the turtleneck, but he's ripped like Pitt and Fight Club, man. I mean, shit. And he's got a hog up. on him. He's got a hog on him, baby. Oh, can we talk about Bartman's hog? <laughs> Please. This is nice. I mean, you know, I understand this might be a difficult situation for the two of you, but there's also some catharsis here. It really does. It it, it feels good to just say that and and also know that other people know, you know, um, Rondale, it's important that you know. And also, yeah, his penis is beautiful. It's it's really... (sighs) 
this is nice that we got Incredible. to this place. You know, we started the episode kind of being like, fuck this guy. Like, who is this little twerp? And at the end, we're admitting, you know what? Maybe there's a little jealousy and a little love there. And yeah. maybe this is a beautiful guy with a big old penis. Mm-hmm. Also, last week, our episode was all about Lenny Kravitz's penis. And so it's nice that this episode that didn't start off explicitly about a celebrity's penis has now, I almost said devolved, evolved into us all discussing this man's penis. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Look, I just want to say real quick, Paul, I forgive you. Aw. I love you, I forgive brother. you too, Rondell. Aw. Oh, my God. Thank you, Devin, I oh. forgive you. And I forgive you for, I, I'm not sure what, but I just forgive you, man. Yeah. Wow. Same. Wow. Oh. Rondell, See I what we aspired? Oh, I forgive you too. I forgive and you. I, and I forgive Paul. Okay. Paul, okay. Yeah. Paul do okay. me. <laughs> All right. I forgive. I forgive you, Greg. Nice. Okay. And, and I forgive you, Devin. Okay. And I forgive Rondell. And I forgive Paul. Wow, we did it, guys. Yeah. We did it. This was like, it's like an Oprah or something. It's fucking this was, good. Uh, I think this is uh, what they call a catharsis. That's right. This is That's a right. catharsis. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, now, obviously, you guys have your own projects and stuff, but, you know, is there anything you'd like to promote while you're here uh, as much as you can? Yeah, you know, I'm going to always be in the park selling mattresses, <laughs> Rondell Jenkins Mattress Supply. You can find me this weekend at Griffith Park. Oh, you cool. You can find me at Rondell's Mattresses on Instagram and Twitter to like. Oh, fun. Check them out, guys. Great. Paul, anything? Yeah, and as, and as usual, you know, and, until we're ready to retire, always looking to... Um, you know, always looking for new clients that need uh, high-profile people killed or, or you know, murdered, uh, disappear in some way. Yeah. Great. Now, obviously, that's going to be a little tricky for us to promote. We might have to cut that out just because we are sponsored by Blackwater. So the idea of promoting a conflicting mercenary service, I, you know, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll, have to check. we'll have to check. That's so, fair. Yeah. Well, yeah. One pod, in that case, one podcast I like to listen to sometimes <laughs> is called I'm Too Effing High. Uh, oh yeah, that's think, a great one. People should uh, listen to that, but you know that's just something I listen to when I'm, um, you know, target practicing and doing all for that sure stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, our plug again, of course, is the listenership. The first hand cruise two weeks ish from today. We'll text you the morning of once you mm-hmm. buy your ticket. And I mm-hmm. think Devin, I think we can finally tease what our celebrity gaffe is going to be for the big cruise episode. We for the big final a episode. A little bit we've, in season one, we never got around to it. We've talked about some of the biggest gaffes in American history. This is a little mistake that went down in 2001. A real blooper. In a little city called New York. So So, we'll see what (laughs) On a Tuesday in September. Wow. Stay tuned. (laughs) Goodbye. It's (laughs) 9-11.